Praise God. Can I talk to you a little bit more about prayer time? And uh, we've been talking about prayer time, and we've been talking about six steps to answered prayer, that if you'll do these, and, and uh, you're sure to get an answer. I'm not going to go back over all of them, but, but I'm, I'm going to do what God told me to do tonight. And uh, the first one was decide what you want from God. The second one was read scriptures and find scriptures that promise the answer you need and meditate on them and make them yours. Make them yours. Ask God for the things you want and need. And then number four was believe that you receive. And, you know, I really wanted to go to number six because I haven't got there yet. But today when I was in my office and just studying for tonight and, and the Lord told me to go back to four and five. Go back to four and five. And so I, I thought, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going to do what you want me to do. And, and so uh, I went back to four and five, and I'm not going to preach all that I did before, but I want to kind of touch on these because they, they're all important. But these two right here are going to set the mark for all of them. Because if these two is not obeyed, the other ones really ain't going to matter. And you'll, you'll see what I'm going to say. Because in Mark 11... Mark chapter 9. So number four is believe that you receive. Mark eleven twenty three says this. And verse 22 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. He's talking to, to his disciples. For surely I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he We'll have whatever he says. Is that in the Bible? Jesus is teaching it in, in, in explanation of the fig tree, of what he did to the fig tree. He's given them the explanation of how it happened, how it worked. If you read that for a whole chapter, you'll find out that I'm not talking about going back that far. But here we are talking about faith. He was t- actually teaching them about faith right here. And he said, listen, you've got to, uh, 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 say to something, you got to believe something and trust God. Now, I wrote this down because here's what it's meaning when it says whosoever. If, if it was whosoever, would that include you? Would that include me? Yeah. It's, it, here's it is. It, here's what he's saying. Anybody can. Everybody won't, but some will. There's going to be a group of people that literally take this to heart. And then there's going to be a group of people that don't. It don't mean they ain't going to heaven. It don't mean they ain't going to go uh, see Jesus. It just means they're not going to see a whole lot of things they're desiring or believing God for because they're not willing to, to, to pay their or pray. Let me put it this way. Pray the price for it and say, you know, I, I, I've, I, I, I believe when Jesus said, if I would say to this mountain, here's what Jesus was letting them know. You saw what was done to a little fig tree. But if you'll say to this mountain, in other words, it really don't matter how small it is or how big it is, this will work on anything. It'll work on anything. And he says, if you'll believe what you say, you'll have what you say. Amen. And doubt not in your heart. So there's got to be a time that when we pray, we believe. And just like that guy was talking about that wrote that song, he said when they were believing for that little boy's healing and all of a sudden a giant of unbelief rose in front of him and they just wrote, uh, uh, he said, I raise a hallelujah. I'm telling something. There's going to be a time you're going to have to raise your voice and you're going to have to say, I believe that I receive. Now, here's the problem. I really don't want to use that as a problem. Sometimes we say things so much 
in the opposing fashion that that's what we believe over what God says. Huh? I've talked to people about things, and it don't matter how much I talk to them about the Word, every time I talk to them, they bring up the same old thing that I'm trying to get out of their mouth. They just can't let go of it. They can't let go of the fact that, that they'll, they'll keep saying it. I said, no, you don't, don't, you don't need to be saying that. You need to be saying this. And I'll see them a little while later and talk. And it's still the same thing comes right out of their mouth again. I'm thinking, no, no, no. I tell, finally told Linda today, I said, you know, I'm going to quit trying to tell, tell people that. I mean, just, I'm, I'm just going to say whatever you say. Don't get mad at it because you're preaching. I'm not getting frustrated. I'm just saying, we have to make that choice. Nobody else can make that choice for us but we. We're the only ones that can make the choice of whether we're going to say to it and remain faithful to what we said and believe it. And so Jesus said, listen to me. And then he goes on to say, Therefore I say to you, Randy Ayers, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and it's a possibility you might get them. Is that, that, oh, I'm sorry. I might have could slid that over on you if you didn't have it on the wall. Didn't have your Bible in your hands. Huh? Listen. We're not those name it and claim it folks. Or let, let me put, let me try and change that. We are those name it and claim it folks. Blab it and grab it. Well, you know, we, 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 some laugh at some of them things sometimes, but you know, Jesus said you could have what you say. Jesus really got on, really stern with me one day in my office. I was in there and he just really sternly said to me, I said you can have what you say. I mean, it was like, I'm, I, I looked around to see where he was standing. It was that strong. He said, I said you can have what you say. Now, I'm telling you something. Your words are one of the most powerful weapons you have is in your mouth when you start speaking. So when you pray, you got to believe that you receive them. To, to receive means to get hold of, to accept, to attain, to catch, to take for oneself. I wrote this down. You have to believe that what God has promised is already yours. There's a lot of people trying to get what they already got. Huh? When you read in the Word of God, all the promises God are in Him, yes, in Him, and in Him, amen, and you read in the Bible, so there's a lot of people trying to get what God's already provided for them. Craig, God, please give me this, please give me that. He said, I already gave it to you. You've got to believe that what God has promised is already yours. I, that's, that's made a, a, one of the biggest differences in my life. And in my prayer life, knowing and finding out what is already mine. And then laying claims to it. And when something comes to try to take that from me, I stand upon the promise of God that says it's already mine. And I receive that. I'm, I'm, I'm strong in the healing area because if somebody, something comes to try to violate my health, I put a stop to it immediately. I got to. I said, you got to. Your body is not supposed to be in control of your spirit. Your spirit's supposed to be in control of your body. Now, I'm not saying you don't face certain things in your life. We do. The devil attacks us. I told you about the other day how the devil attacked my throat again. And listen, you got to understand, the devil don't, he don't like to let up. He'll, he'll go 24-7. So if he's going to work 24-7, don't you think we might have to stand 24-7? 
and resist him 24 hours. You say, I don't like that resisting stuff, preacher. Well, the Bible says resist the devil and he will... Come on, somebody help me. He'll what? He'll what? He'll what? Come on, does it really say that? It did not say assist him and he would flee. I ain't even going there. I was just going to go somewhere because I tell you what, I've heard so many people assisting him rather than resisting him and then turn around and start trying to resist him after he's done got a stronghold in there and done got him a bedroom in your house. Huh? It's harder to get them out when they done got a room. <laughs> Come on now, you, you laugh, but listen to me, it's true. You can build a storm... You can build a house in a storm, but it's more difficult than building it when there's not a storm. And so he says this, you got to believe that what God has promised is already yours. So we don't need to keep trying to get what God's already given us. We just need to lay claims to it and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you have already blessed and given me. Look in John chapter 8. I'm, I'm going to go here. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verse 31. Notice what Jesus said. And Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. Boy, some kids are having fun. Then Jesus said to those Jews who, verse 31, who believed him, if, listen to what he said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Notice what it says in verse 32. This is important. And you shall know the truth, the word, the promise, and the word, the truth, shall make you what? What word's going to make you free? Come on now, what word's going to make make you free? Say it again. Let me say it again. What word's going to make you free? What word's going to make you free? Somebody just said it. The truth you know. The truth you know. See, so many people will say, well, you know the truth will make you free. Yes, it will if you know it. What did Paul say in Romans 1.16? For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. See, believing the word is the key to you getting what the word said. And so you shall know the truth. I remember a guy, I, I used to work these power plants out here when they, when they first started building them. I worked out there for about two years and I worked out and I had a guy that worked with them. And I was a preacher then. I was, I actually pastored then and I was out there and I worked out there. But anyway, I had a guy, he was, he was, you know, everybody, well, people sometimes when you're a preacher, they, they will try you. Let me put it that way. They want to see if I can cuss or something like that, I guess. And so he was talking to me and just trying to talk to me, and he said this to me. He said, well, and he, he, he liked me. We really got along, actually. And he said, well, you know, my grandmother was an alcoholic, and she knew that Bible from cover to cover. And I looked at him, and he, it made him, I made him mad at what I gave his answer. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm, if I make somebody mad, I make them mad. I can't help it. I said, well, that shows me she didn't know the Word. He looked at me funny. I said, the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You might memorize some scriptures. You might have some things memorized and mental assent to them. But the thing about it is when it gets down on the inside of you 
You are going to fight tooth and toenail against everything the devil brings your way. You're not going to lay down and accept whatever he's bringing. Why? Because the truth is going to bring freedom in whatever area of your life you're believing God for. Come on, somebody help me out. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you something. He wants you to be free, but you're going to have to know the truth to get free. I mean, look at Matthew real quick. Matthew chapter uh, 7. I haven't talked to these scriptures. The Lord just kind of led me to them today to read them. And in Matthew 7, it says this. Jesus, the red letter edition. Therefore, uh, Matthew 7, 24. Therefore... Whoever hears these sayings of mine, and what? I want, I, want, I want some interaction here tonight. Whoever hears these words of mine and what? Do, what? Does them? You mean we actually got to do this stuff? It's not good enough just to get born again one day and get saved? I mean, you know, there, there's really actually something we have to... Do to get the promises working in our lives. They're all ours. But yet Jesus said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock or on the rock. Let me tell you something. The word's the rock. Jesus is the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. That house. What house? The house, the person that heard the word and did it. Listen, everybody will face a storm in their life at some time or another in their lives. We all do. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. I, there's, a, there's, there's probably no preacher alive that's going to stand up and tell you you're going to live a problem-free, tribulate-free uh, 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 time in your life. You're always going to face situations in your life, but Jesus is trying to tell you how to conquer them, how to be more than a conqueror. He said, if you'll hear the word of God and you obey him, he said, and all those things came, notice what it said, it, 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 all those things came against that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the word or the rock. But there was two things that this person did to enable his house to stand against the trials, against the, re, uh, the, the, the attacks of the devil, the two things that he did, first of all, was he heard the Word. The second thing that he did was obeyed the Word or did what the Word said. Are you hearing me? And then when all those things attacked his house or him, he did not fall or crater to it. Listen, it's important that we hear what I'm saying. It's easy to talk out of our heads. Y'all have heard me say that so many times, just talk out of your head. I've talked out of my head before and had to repent for, for it. Huh? Just talking out of our head. Or there's a lot of people that has their speakers connected to their feelings. They have their speakers connected to their eyes, what they see. And so they're speaking uh, based upon what they see, based upon what they hear other than the Word of God. And I'm telling you, that thing's coming, that storm's coming to try to wash your house away. But I'll tell you, you can still be standing in the middle of the storm. You can go through the storm, amen? But notice what it said, verse 26, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. So he's telling us this. There's going to be people that hear the word and does it. There's going to be people who hear the word and don't do it. And he said the difference in the two is the results. And so he said, everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. 
Notice he didn't put a rock in there. The Word. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Here's the deal. He said this, in insinuation, the same attacks, the same situations come against one, and they overcome it and are conquered more than conquerors in Victoria. And another person, the same storms, the same situations come against them, and they completely fall to it and are destroyed by the storm. You said, what's the difference in what we hear and what we say and what we do? Y'all hearing me? It's so important that we understand this. We can't sit back and say, well, I don't understand why these things are happening. Listen, in any time that things seems to be getting the, uh, the, the victory over your life, and, and you need to look at yourself and say, what am I doing wrong or what am I not doing? What do I need to do? I have said that so many times in my life when things didn't seem to be going my way. I said, what, God, am I doing? What do I need to change? What, what, is, what, what, what can I do to make this thing better? And I tell you, you will be surprised at what God will tell you. He'll tell you what's going on. And then you got to make up your mind whether you're going to repent of it, say I'm sorry, and get on the right track, or just keep going down that tra- path of destruction. I'm telling you, God wants the best for every one of us. Here you are. He wants the best for us, and He wants us to be blessed in everything that we do. And so, gosh, I was wanting to get to all this tonight. I, I figured out one thing. It, uh, when I'm preaching, I half time I don't get to what everything he tells me to say anyway. But look at Matthew real quick. Matthew chapter nine. I read this the other day too. <clears throat> We're talking about believe that you receive. Verse twenty-seven. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, "Son of David, have mercy on us." And when he came into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, "Do you believe that I'm able to do this?" Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they listen to what they said. They said to him, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Did you know this would have been a different story if they'd have said no? Would it have been a different story, been a different outcome? In, my, in fact, I would hope it had still, still been in the book. Because they said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Because listen to me, am I, I hope I'm helping people in faith. Because the thing about it is, some people's got this... You know, let me just say this to very, help all of you out here. When I say some people, I'm not insinuating you guys. Y'all got it. But we all need a little help from time to time. And he said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And some people have got the mindset, well, God, you know, and it's all in your hands anyway. Honey, listen to me. If it was all in their hands, then we need to get rid of this, 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 what we're, the story we're reading right here because it, it completely blows that theory. It blows that theory. Well, Jesus said, do you believe that I'm able to do that? And they said to him, they said to Jesus, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, what? Yes, Lord, we believe that you're able to do exactly what we're desiring of you, and that is to open our eyes. And notice what it said. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to my great ability, according to my great power and who I am. I am God, the healer. According to who I am, be healed. That is not what he said. He said, according to your faith, 
let it be done to you according to what you believe, not according to what I can do. Not according to who I am. It's according to what you can believe I can do. And notice, and here, here's how we know they believed it. And their eyes were open, and Jesus stern, sternly told them, see that no one knows. You said, how did they, how do you know they believed it? Their eyes were open. Their eyes were open. It, you said, well, if it, if their eyes hadn't have been open, it would have meant it wasn't God's will. Well, hold on. Now, hold on. We got to talk about this a minute. We need to talk about this because so many people say, well, it didn't happen, so it must have not been God's will for it to happen. Hold on a minute. Let's look at this story again. He said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. Then therefore, according to your faith, let it be to you. He laid his hands upon them and their eyes were open. So what Jesus was saying is not according to what I can do because we knew Jesus can, he had the power to heal. He was healing all, all going everywhere, healing all that was sick and disease. But yet at the same time, he brought it right down on their level and said, you're going to have to participate in this. You're going to have to have a part in this. Now there's the gifts of the Holy Ghost. We're not talking about that right now. We're just talking about Jesus walking in the, uh, going in the healing power of God and telling somebody there's something you need to do to activate this process in your life. So we activate the process. So when you said, yes, Lord, I believe. So I see, I've heard people so many times say, God can do anything. God has done this or God has done that. And I'm telling you something, uh, 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 God moves miracles in it. And other, other times people say, well, nothing ever seems to work for me. Well, that's the problem right there. You can have what you Say. So we see right here, Jesus said, let it be according to your faith. Well, we don't really want to hear that. We want to hear Jesus say, it don't matter what you believe. I'm going to heal you. I don't care what you say. I'm going to give you some money. Huh? What? Oh, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> I love God say, Randy, I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I just want to pour these things out on you. And he does want that. But a lot of times what I do hinders what he wants to do. Huh? Now we gotta always know God wants the best for us. He's, he's, he's already healed you. Can I say this and help you, man? You're just as healed as you are saved. As far as God's concerned. I said, as far as God's concerned, you're just as healed as you are saved. Did you know Jesus purchased your, even your prosperity? I mean, the Bible says he became poor that you could become rich. God has no problem with you having more than enough. He became poor that you could be rich. Huh? And so we got to believe that we receive, and, and in doing that, we, uh, we activate the things of God in our lives. Oh, gosh, i got, I got to get to a little bit of this right here. Number five, refuse to doubt. Refuse to doubt. Look at somebody and say, you got to refuse to doubt. Let's go real quick to Romans chapter 4. I'm going to read that again. I'm, I'm skipping some because simply for the sake of time tonight. Romans 4. We all know the story of Abram. And I'm going to jump down to verse 18. I'm just going to skip verse 17. If I was preaching on, going on that vein, I would, I would go there. It says, Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, 
so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Now listen to what it says, who contrary to hope, when it looked impossible for this to happen, the Bible says in hope he believed, expectation. So he became the father of many nations. Listen to what it says, according to what was spoken, according to what God had told him. Listen, if God's told you something, you have a right to it. It's yours. And no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, it's yours. And so according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not, listen, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not, listen to this, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He did not, notice one of the things he said he did not do. He did not waver. The, the King James, I think the King James, I think it's in, in the verse here, uh, where it is, where, where it is, where it is, uh, uh, verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. The King James says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Here, listen, listen, you can't be a stagger not. You ain't no astronaut, you ain't no stagger not. Come on. We say, I'll stagger not at the promises of God. Say it with me. I'll stagger not at the promises of God. He said, through what? Unbelief. You've got to refuse to doubt and not believe. Doubt is unbelief. And so, so he staggered not. Uh, uh, let, let's go back at verse 19. Oh, my goodness. i got so many things running around in me right now. I'm going to have to let some of them out. Verse 19, I'm, I'm going to remove some words and it's going to make it's going to make a total difference. You said you don't add to or take from the word. You'll like what I'm going to say. I'm coming on with it. I'm going to do it. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the, Sarah's, uh, the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now listen, to, I'm, I'm, let's remove the knots. And being weak in faith, he did consider his own body. Weak faith will always consider the impossibilities of the situation. Did you hear that? Weak faith will always consider the impossibilities of the situation. He did not weaken in faith. He did not consider the circumstances. He did not. In other words, he stayed in faith. Now notice what it said in verse 21, and being fully fully convinced. So you need to be fully convinced that what God has promised he was also able to perform. You have to believe. Abram believed. Now, now listen, I, I'm not going to take you too far back, but I'm telling you, when Abraham was 75 years old, when God appeared to him and said, I want you to get away from your, get out of your country, get away from your family, I want you to go to where I tell you to go, he took off at 75 years old. God had promised him a son that would come from him and Sarah, promised him that and all such as that. And uh, he goes and, and uh, you know, 20 years passes, 22 years, all these years start passing, and they got to thinking, well, you know, maybe maybe we can help God. You know, it don't look like this is going to happen, so maybe we can put, maybe we can help. Sarah said, Abraham, it don't look like I'm going to have a child, even though God said she would, it would come from her and him. And so she said, evidently it's not going to happen that way. Take Hagar, my maidservant, and go into her and have a child with her, and that will be our son. Well, Abraham skipped into the tent. 
You know, it didn't say, no, Sarah, no, 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 no way. Hey, no, no way, no way, Sarah. He's probably walking, no, Sarah, you sure, Sarah? Come on, Sarah, you, no, Sarah, no, no. What? He could have said, he should have said, no, God said it's going to be me and you. Am I right? No, God said it's going to be me and you. But he skippily, happily. And did you realize, let me throw this in there. You know why all the trouble is in the Middle East? Esau and Isaac. The child of the flesh and the child of the spirit. Israel represents uh, the Isaac and all those other Middle Eastern countries represents Esau. Ishmael, I'm sorry, Ishmael. Are y'all hearing me? The son of the flesh, the son of the spirit. See, there's a lot of people birthing things in the flesh that they really don't want. Anyway, we're not going there tonight. But he believed. Now listen, can I, can I have just a couple more minutes because i got to get to this part or I'll mess up. I'll, I'll just, all my whole message is going to be messed up. Let's go to James real quick. I'm glad y'all are going with me. Verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. But, but, let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he would receive anything from God, for he is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. In other words, he's a man of two minds. He says, I believe this once, turned right around and negates everything that he says. He said, listen to me. He said, don't let, listen, this is so, this is a powerful, powerful passage of scripture. Don't let that man or woman think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. What? Are you kidding me? Asking faith without doubting? Listen, let me, let me say this real quick. It, it's, it's in any of our lives. It don't matter what we're believing God for, we're going to have to deal with some doubts. Did you notice Jesus in Mark 11, 11 23, he said, and doubt not's in his heart. He didn't say don't doubt in his head. Now, you can get things in your head that'll get in your heart. Or you can cast those things down. See, I, I've dealt with a lot of things in my life that I was battling some things in my mind, some thoughts in my mind that was doubtful thoughts and such as this. But here's what I refuse to do, Ed. I refuse to let them come out of my mouth. Because once they come out of your mouth, here's what you're doing. Listen to me, listen to me. You're taking it. Jesus said, take no thought saying. Take no thought saying when he's telling people not to worry about what they're going to eat, what they're going to be clothed with, how they're going to take care of the bill, and all such as that. He said, take no thought saying. So I understand this about thoughts. Thoughts can be cast down and put down under your feet. But the thing about it is when you start talking them, they become a part of your life eventually. And then they start affecting everything in you and everything around your circumstances because why? They're no longer a thought. Now they have been put in the containers of words that are powerful and will produce after their kind. My, my. 
And I was thinking about this today, and, and uh, I, I said this Sunday, I think, I said, don't, don't let doubt get between you and your miracle. And doubt is a thief. Doubt is a thief. In Galatians 2, I want to, I want to, I want to show this, and then, and then I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to, I'm going to, but this, this is something the Lord spoke to me today. And in Galatians, Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, it says this. <clears throat> now, when Peter had come to Antioch, and now when Peter had come to Antioch, Paul writing this letter to the Galatians, to Galatians, the people of Galatia, he said, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles, but when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, for the works of the law, by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Now listen, I'm not going to talk about the, the, the laws and stuff about like that, what he's talking about, but here's what the Lord showed me about this. <clears throat> he said many people, many times, they will have faith friends, and they'll talk faith to them. And then they'll have other friends that are doubters and unbelievers, and they'll talk something totally different to them. And he said that's exactly the way people literally stop the flow of the blessings of God in their lives many times because when they're standing before you, they'll say, I'm believing God, and you can hear them walk right over to somebody else and start pouring out all the sad, all the, all the, all the negative, all that stuff. Like you said, well, what are they doing? Double-minded. Don't let that person think they shall receive anything from God. He said, Peter, you're living this way one day. And you go over to this group and you start living a different way. You start talking a different way. You start ministering a different way from the group over here. I'm telling you something. You better have the same confession when you go to the faith person as you do when you go to the doubt and unbelieving person. If not, you're going to be a double-minded man. You're going to be wondering why things aren't working. But after this message, you ain't got to worry no more, are you? You'll know. Oops. I blew my whole testimony with them. Huh? Come on now. You, you can't let somebody pull... Oh, Jesus, I've I got to quit. People will try to pull doubt out of you. I'm telling you the flat-out truth. People will try to pull doubt out of you. Because I'm telling you something, you already have the doubtful thoughts. You're already casting them down. And then somebody will come out and say something like, how do you feel today? Well, I'm blessed. I'm healed by Jesus Christ. And they said, no. How do you really feel? You said, Pastor, I'm not going to lie to them. Don't. Don't lie to them. Tell the truth. By Jesus stripes, I'm healed. Tell the truth. He bore my sicknesses, bore my uh, diseases, and by his stripes I'm healed. In other words, Jesus said, listen, God told me, I told God that one time. I said, God, I don't want to, how can I tell people what, when I'm, if I'm sick, why I'm not, I'm not sick? I can't lie to them. He said, tell them that you can't lie telling the truth. I've had people try to put, put 
put, get me to accept things just because they had it. And I'm getting older. You know how it is, preacher, when you're getting old. at a football game and somebody said they couldn't hardly get up. Their knees was uh, bothering them and stuff like this. Now listen to me. I'm not knocking. Don't, don't get me wrong. I know people are dealing with things. We're believing God for them and stuff like this. But I'm telling you right now, when they tell me, you, you know what I mean, I say, no, I don't. <laughs> what if I said, yeah, brother, I know. Well, it ain't going to be long till I may be coming to him and we may be hobbling together. We may be holding each other up. I'm not, I'm, this is not, this, this is not far-fetched. Jesus said the power of your words, you're going to be justified by your words or you're going to be condemned by your words. And if you'll read James chapter 3, you'll find out that your whole body is controlled by your mouth. Everything in your body is going to be operating according to what you're saying. The speech center of your brain controls everything in your body. Neurologists will tell you that. Controls everything in your body. You start talking uh, sickness over yourself. You start talking uh, certain things over yourself. If you don't be careful, you're going to start experiencing those very things in your body. I will never, I will never say anything that's going to compromise my health. Did you just hear what I said? I will say nothing that's going to compromise my health. I'm not going to accept the fact I'm uh, getting older that everything's got... Somebody said, well, you know, when uh, uh, there comes a time when your back will go out more than you do. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we, we laugh about that. And uh, listen, did you know I've... Dadgum, uh, oh, i got to quit. I've had the devil try to get me to accept all kinds of stuff with false images. With false things. I've had people try to put me on high blood pressure medicine. I've had people doing this. I've had their, their, their readings come up wrong and uh, in the doctor's office getting physical, doing stuff like that. I've had them come up wrong and they'll tell, well, your blood pressure's high today. And I tell them, well, your blood pressure thing, now you gotta be bold to say, well, your blood pressure medicine, your blood pressure thing ain't working right. Cause I don't have high blood pressure. Come on now. You say, well, I would never tell a doctor that. Well, then have high blood pressure. I don't care. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to say that. I was like, God, forgive me. I do care. I do care. I really do. I do care. No, that, that, listen, you need to talk to your blood pressure. If you got, listen, let me, oh, geez, I got, I ain't got enough time to tell you all this stuff. You ought to say every day, my blood pressure is normal. My blood sugar is normal. My cholesterol is normal. My arteries are clean and clear and speak to your body. I say nearly every single day, I say my blood pressure is normal, blood sugar is normal, and I'm telling you what. Anyway, she said, well, I'll check it again in a minute. She checked it again, and it was normal. What if I'd have said, oh, my God. She said, I'm going to give you a pill. All right. Got to have it. And there's nothing wrong if that's what you got to do to regulate. I hope you aren't taking this terrible and run out of this church and saying, I ain't going back to that church no more. <laughs> I'm trying to help. I, I had I thought I was having a heart attack not too long ago, and thought I was having a heart attack. Went to the emergency room, and uh, you know I was rebuking it. I wasn't confessing it. I wasn't believing God for it, but I knew how I was hurting so bad. And uh, 
and I went in there, and the first thing they wanted to do, they said, uh, now we're going to put an IV in you, and we're going to get you on some blood pressure medicine. I said, no, you're not. They said, well, I'm not? I said, no, you're not. I don't have high blood pressure. Quit trying to give it to me. I didn't say all that, understand. I was being cordial with the doctor. I mean, he, he's looking at the monitors. But I've been looking at the Word. And so he said, okay, I want it noted. Oh, I'm, 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 two more minutes. He said, I want it to be noted that you refused it. I said, that's fine. The nurse told me this in my ear when I got through. She said, good choice. <laughs> when we went through the whole process, it still showed my blood pressure was high. He said this to me. He said, now I'm going I'm to release you. And I'm going to give you a prescription for blood pressure medicine. I said, no, I am not taking Blood pressure medicine. I do not have high blood pressure. I got home about two hours later, took my blood pressure, completely normal. Completely normal. What if I'd have been put on blood pressure medicine? They'd been dragging my tail out of there. What? You said, what do you know? Listen, I'm... It was actually, I had ribs out that was causing me to like I was hurting so bad. And of course, I got all that fixed up. And, uh, but the thing about it is, is listen, I'm not, some of y'all gonna go to the doctor and say, no! You ain't giving me nothing! I ain't taking no medicine from you! Hold on! Let's, let's, let's talk about this. You gotta use wisdom. Listen, I'm saying what I know in my heart. Because I, uh, I know what my I know my, my physical body I know, and so, and I'm still paying that doctor for that five minutes of wrong advice. I got a bill, and they had me put down for an IV. I called them up and said, "Hang on, y'all didn't give me no IV. I turned it down." They said, "Well, you're right, you did." But they still charged me. I said, well, take it off. She said, well, we'll take it off. Here's what I'm saying. Stay with the Word of God. No matter what comes up. Stay with the Bible. Don't doubt. Don't, don't be double-minded. Don't, don't run to this group with one message and to another group with another message. Stay, stay consistent to what you, uh, persistent to what you believe. And I'm telling you, it's going to work a whole lot better for you. Huh? Pray about some things. And let God lead God in your... Listen, I, I, it, listen if I'd have felt like I was supposed to take that blood pressure medicine, I'd have took it. Y'all hear me? I would have took it. If I'd have felt I was supposed to take that blood pressure medicine. So I'm not telling you to go in there and don't do some things. What I'm telling you to do is be led by what's in here. By the Spirit of God. Amen? I'm done. i got to quit. i got to shut up. I could keep going. Well, I hope I help somebody. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, I, I, oh, I, I hope y'all heard, understood everything I was saying. Don't take this all wrong. Glory to God. But anyway, stay in faith. Don't be a stagger knot. Be a, be a stagger knot. Be a stagger knot. Everybody shout, I'm a stagger knot. Hallelujah. That'll help you. you, you you'll high, rise higher if you're a stagger knot. Anyway, thank you, Jesus.